Recorded on August 8th, 2023, Judgy Day. I'm dying because <laughs> I just read that. Judgy McJudgy Day. Yep. Yes. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And I've missed you all. And we're here to talk about, I don't know, whatever's going on. The summer, somebody left the gate to hell open. There was some things that happened last week. We guess. Talk about, we're talking about the climate. And today it was 102 degrees here in Melbourne. And the Heat index was 120. And literally, I was like, who left the door to hell open? And somebody replied, I think Randy Fine might have left it when he was down there conferring. <laughs> yes. Oh. It was 110 in my car. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. Thank you. But that's not what we're here to talk about, although it does. It is important. Yeah. The climate change is important, but depressing. And we're not going to talk about it in this heat. No. <laughs> All right. But first... We're going to address the elephants in the room. The hot, dry elephants. No, <laughs> no I think they're the... They are not hot. hot. <laughs> they're yeah. overheated. Overheated okay. wet elephants. What are elephants, Shelby? Okay. You know what? I'm going to drop this into okay. the outline. Mitch McConnell picking up the nickname Glitch McConnell. Did you see... Where he like his robot stopped? Yeah, his I don't know if they tried turning him off and turning him back on. He was a reboot. And so it was like a blue screen. Like he blue screened at the podium. Yeah. And so he has a medical history. He's fallen in the past. And that was because he had polio. And then recently he has been suffering, I don't know, falls, strokes, who knows what it is. The best that I've heard is that when he was at the podium delivering his weekly remarks to the press, he suffered an episode that was, I've heard it referred to as being like a seizure, a temporary seizure that shuts down the brain. But instead of the electrical wiring, it's the plumbing. And because it was the plumbing, it was a microstroke. Wow. Yeah, I heard it was a TIA. Yeah, TIA. I don't know what that stands for. Mini stroke. Yeah, TIA is... And it did look like that. Yeah, so he had a mini stroke and then it was mini because he was back out and able to answer questions. He just needed to... like terrifying. They're just literally just be stopped. According to people who have lived with their parents and loved ones who suffer from TIAs, apparently like your brain shuts down and because of that, it's not recording new memories. And so he seized up on camera and doesn't have a memory of seizing up on camera. Good for him, Mitch. Yeah. And they restarted him. They restarted him. They plugged him back in. They shuffled him back out and he answered questions. And he is back out there hurting Americans with the same gusto as before. Yay! Good to know he hasn't lost any steam. But in other Mitch McConnell news. Oh, boy. Kentucky no likey. Oh, yeah. So because of that episode, because of the falls, because of the random bruises and weird medical marks that show up on his body from time to time, he showed up at a speech. And in Kentucky, he was at the microphone, just blah, 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 blah. And then you hear the in the video, you hear a chant of retire. And it gets so loud that he has to blah, 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 blah. He has to speak up over it when an average. The reality is. We have all got a lot of really old people running things. Yes. I think 
this is not tying to the elephant. It's in every party. And I think it's, we were just content for the last 40 years thinking we're all getting along. There's nothing worth fighting for. And last couple of years, everybody decided to go fighting yeah. and they were the old people were in charge. So hopefully through this, we will have some, yeah. but I know I purpose, I've personally and purposefully been building Brevard County for beyond my term, mm -hmm. trying to involve more younger voices. Also, younger voices have more stuff going on. It's, politics is a hard gig as far as a hard way to make a living. So honestly, on, yeah. <laughs> so I would make an honest living. And I think the dishonest one, you have to really work hard to get there. Yes. So it's, I don't know. They're not wrong. Yeah. And, and a bunch of old people who don't really mind that the planet's burning up because they won't be here. Yes. But they would have... They would have forgiven everything in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell. But Mitch McConnell doesn't like Trump. Mm. And Kentucky really likes Trump. Right. And I think it must be hard to be that person. Yes. yes. Spe speaking of old people in politics, apparently talk of Thomas and Alito retirement is in circulating around Washington. It just make me so sad. And is raising yeah. the stakes because, if, let's face it, Trump's going to win the primary. If Trump gets back in the White House, they're going to retire and get. That would be more a Trump court. That would be nothing but a Trump court. Yeah. Well, I would be nothing but a Trump court. It would have. It would have Roberts and a couple liberals. Yeah. So we all the more reason for us to make sure that there's a Democrat in the White House next year. Yes. But how much do you want to bet that? If one of them were to keel over, Alito or Thomas, I guarantee you the Republicans would try to weaken and Bernie's it. They, I really do think that they would. How do we know that's not what happened with McConnell? Like maybe yeah, the true. remote controller that was driving him <laughs> broke down and they just needed to reconnect. I mean, AI is really good. It is. Yes. It is. What's our next elephant? Uh, I like this one. DeSantis, he is floundering. I pulled out the graph and showed you the plummeting primary chances. So he started off at one point about a year ago, informal polling before he announced he was about neck and neck with Trump. This Isn't was crazy. Yeah. yeah, this was after 2022 swept back in winning the governorship with multiple points over a candidate who was an ex-Republican. So ex-Republican versus Republican. Republicans are going to vote Republican. And but this was a bloodbath for the other Republicans out there. So he had the momentum. A lot of people were building up to be the next guy. Well, he, and he was selling free Florida. Yeah. And I think I know the messaging I'm seeing coming from Florida is this is what Florida really is, that our inflation is higher than the, co the country average. Our homeowners insurance crisis, I'm paying $5,000 a year for it to insure my house. Affordable housing. I'm not even talking about the culture war stuff. He thought the culture war was going to drown that stuff out. But we have been really consistently talking about what he's... You, you don't want America to look like Florida. Let, let's face it. Would it would be America man, not just Florida man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it. When it comes to being in the headlines... Uh, Florida is not a good state yeah. to be headline driven in your campaign. And, and Trump was popular because people really liked him, right? I don't really get why, but they felt like he gets them in spite of the fact that he has a gold toilet. So people really liked him because he would, when he riffed, when he would do public speaking, he would make a joke and he would bring you into the joke. Yeah. And Democrats are really bad at that. We're very good at talking policy and kind of intellectualizing. I try really hard to bring people in, but 
DeSantis can't do that. So without that, he's got nothing that Trump has. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it said that Trump sets his political speeches, his rambles come across as a stand-up comedian act, but without the punchline. So they're not like outright funny because he doesn't make jokes, but he has all the cadence and all of the all the bits that make you feel like you're watching a good comedian without actually watching a good comedian. Yeah. And Trump, DeSantis doesn't have people don't like it. He's just not likable on any level. And there are so many failures to the man. For example, Trump picks fights with people and he just pokes people in the eye and then he moves on. So it's not a win or lose. He just gives up the fight. DeSantis looked at that and said, I need to try to finish this. And Trump has never really won a fight in his life. He just doesn't lose them because he doesn't stick around long enough. And it's funny what we're talking about DeSantis. I think this might be coming up later, but his slogan has been, I won't back down. That right. fight, I don't back down. I don't back down. However, yeah, he's, he's losing just back to down Disney. last week on some other things, which we'll come back to later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He's losing to Disney. He's losing to the AP College Board. He's losing to courts. He's losing to Trump. He's losing to Trump. Yeah. And so because of that, again, about a year ago, he was pulling about equal with Trump, where it was 50-50, could have been a toss up. Your average Republican voter had heard about DeSantis's win, about his success and said, you know what? Trump, he's kind of shady. And then again, if you're a longtime listener, you'll remember this anecdote. Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Craig. Norm MacDonald had a wonderful one liner where he said, the more I learn about this Hitler guy, the less I like him. <laughs> And McDonald from he was a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more America learns about DeSantis, the less they like him, which is why he went from 50 50 with Trump down to 15 percent, 55 percent. Yeah, it's so crazy. I was on social media and a woman was complaining about homelessness here locally. And I went through all the policies that Republicans in our state have passed that have created the situation we're in. And I says, if you don't like it, stop voting for the idiots that write these things. And she said, I don't vote Democrat. I'm like, so you're telling me that in spite of being handed evidence that the things that matter to you the most were created by these people, you will not vote for anything different. Nope. She just stopped responding. No, it's their team. If Republicans could be reasoned with, there would be no Republicans. Or their party would be very different. Yeah. I feel bad because that that feels like dunking on Republican voters. But at this point, let's be honest, I'm not calling them racists, but racism is not a deal breaker. I'm not calling them corrupt, but corruption is not a deal breaker. And I recently posted, I don't have any idea if Ron DeSantis is a racist. I don't. I know that we have been saying, I don't know if he's a racist for six years, which tells me maybe he is. I'm just saying if the Nazis like him, then I definitely don't. Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, the Germans have a saying that if one Nazi and nine people sit down to dinner and dinner goes peacefully, 10 Nazis rise from the table. (laughs) All right. So I was so the point to this was he's plummeting. So what did he do? Oh, so he fired his campaign manager. I keep hoping he'll fire Christina Peshaw because I just really don't like her. Well, I really and truly thought his campaign manager was his wife. Because it seems like in every his co-conspirator, she's his co-candidate. Yeah. And literally they, when they're described, it's their campaign. Yes. Ron and Casey DeSantis' campaign. Yeah. And you're asking, some people call it Ron and Jill's because apparently that's her real name. She would have to have a form to go to school in in Florida. Wow. So, yeah, she's a puppeteer. You can't fire her. No. 
He fired his campaign manager. Life is good. Yeah. Okay. Have polls closed yet? It's election day in Ohio. Oh, special elections. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have the results on the Ohio measure about making it harder to put items on the ballot. But I will tell you, it does compare to Florida. Florida, a couple of years ago, made it much harder for us to get citizen-led initiatives because when citizens vote, legislators lose. Mm-hmm. But that's what they're trying to do in Ohio. If you're not following this, listeners, yeah. Ohio is right as we speak, trying to make it harder for citizens to put forward initiatives today, which would raise the threshold to approve citizen-led initiatives so that in November, when they put abortion on the ballot, it would have a higher threshold to pass to defend abortion rights. Right now, with 28% counted, right now it is leading no. A yes vote supports raising the threshold for approval of a ballot amendment from a simple majority to 60% of the vote. Yes is 34.1%. No is 65.9% with 28% reporting as of right now. Ohio historically, though, has a redshift because their cities, urban centers report early and then their rural areas play catch up. Like everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. We might put it in the liner notes if it changes, but it's looking like that amendment is failing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah of i don't know awesome in a bad way awesomely bad we got oh i can't wait i'm gonna have all the popcorn all the popcorn i'm gonna be watching this on mute with subtitles because i cannot see the three stooges ron DeSantis's voice we have the gop debate in two weeks i can't wait and mike pence was the latest one to qualify he has qualified now yes he hadn't right yes he just announced today vivek ramaswamy i don't like saying that name Nikki Haley, should she qualify? Yep. Christy qualified. The guy from North Dakota qualified. The former governor. And Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Yes. The Hutchinson. And DeSantis. Unfortunately. And Trump. No, that's going to make it so entertaining. Like, I cannot wait to see Christy take on these people. It's going to be so funny to watch them all employed one another. Yeah, Chris Christie, like, he really needs to be not a political candidate, but like the political candidate's right-hand man and speechwriter, because he is amazing at these one-liners and these super snarky things, but he just fails at every other measure of a so let, He's not going to win, so no. let him be a can- This will be so fun watching him know, just dismantle everything. Is he going to try to be a punching bag again and lose the vice presidentship? He doesn't have any desire to be. He really just wants to use this. I believe he wants to use this platform to destroy Donald Trump. I think I'm for that. I think that he just wants to be an agent of chaos. And I am here for this. Like he is just a little troll lighting fires on the GOP stage. Yeah. And I really just think at this point in his life. He knows he's never going to be president. Isn't that Republicans don't love him? Yeah, he's never um, going to be. And sent- he's going to use this time to, as Nikki Haley, not Nikki Haley, Cheney. Did she decide to run or not? No. She was going to be one of those people that would do it only to ruin. Be a Donald spoiler. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a spoiler for votes, but to I've got a platform. And I'm going to tell everybody how crazy you are. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she is... It'll be interesting to see if they take on... I think the last I heard from her, she was like diving deep into being an anti-Trump Republican super PAC. (sighs) People are still crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't like Trump, but I really don't like Biden. So if they're together again, I'm voting Trump again. Yeah, but you Uh know what they're saying about Bidenomics? 
They're great. It's working. It's working. I know. 100%. In fact, probably going to avoid a recession. Probably. Yes. They're not for certain, but probably going to avoid a recession. Probably have a soft landing. And I know people like everywhere are just disappointed when we are boring. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is ex- this is the best possible outcome. Right. I think where we are right now. Do you remember the Y2K bug? I do. I remember the Y2K bug. Back in 2000, there was a big scary bug that actually would have affected systems for realsies. There was a lot of systems back in the day that when the clock ticked over and the 99 switched to 00, a lot of systems would have broken. Flight systems like avionics really would have broken. They tested this. And so because it was so bad in critical systems, they started raising the stink about it in 1998, 1999. Everyone went into a tizzy. They fixed everything that needed to be fixed. And because of that... It had absolutely no impact. And so everyone was like, that's it. It was boring. It was boring. So there were so many dire warnings about this recession that one of the theories that I'm hearing is that everyone was sounding the alarm so loudly. We're going into a recession. We're going into a recession that everyone collectively pumped the brakes in such a way that we all avoided crashing into a recession. Which is not what I expected because the people that were the loudest voices were the ones hoping we went into a recession. And I'm being cynical here, but there were people out there that hoped that our country would go, that the world would go into recession so they could blame it on Biden. Biden. And I really thought the more we talk about it, the more likely it is to happen because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, so much of our environmental policy is based on perception. And uh, and I agree with you. Like the people just responded sensibly. Go figure. Yeah. they Except in Florida where inflation is higher than the rest of the country. Yeah. And so, yeah. And the Y2K, the calendar flipping over was inevitable, but they were able to fix things and deal with it before it became a problem. And it's looking like that is what happened yeah. with the recession, where people saw it coming to such a degree that we put in enough safeguards And everything that they did, everybody thought this is going to be the worst, raising those interest Mm -hmm. hikes. And honestly, just from listening to what I was listening to, I was concerned about interest rates. Didn't slow down a lot of our economy, but it did slow down enough to take some of the heat off. I was... I've never seen the Federal Reserve Board manage to thread that needle as well as it seems like we have, plus creating more jobs than ever in history and leading the world in COVID recovery financially. Yeah. Bidenomics. Bidenomics. So it worked for once. And it's, I remember Hillary saying economics should trickle up, not down. And Biden is proving that. Hopefully people will remember it beyond his term because otherwise the next person is going to come in and say, we create growth by cutting taxes. No, we literally created growth by creating growth. Yeah. You know how much money Florida got out of the infrastructure bill? 14 billion. Oh, okay. Billion with a B dollars out of the infrastructure bill that over the next five years will be coming directly to Florida to fund highway projects and bridges. So when people talk about Biden's not doing anything. That's literally what he's doing. And so much of what we've done in Florida, the reason disaster could open public schools as quickly as he did was because we had $5 billion in CARES Act funding coming directly to Florida. That's just Florida. Thanks, Joe. Oh, by the way, did you... So I was about to say that unfortunately, Biden's not going to get the credit, but... But did you see that in states that are predominantly red in terms of who they send to the federal government, congressmen, senators and all that, wherever there is a highway that is directly funded by the infrastructure bill, they're putting up signs that says this work is made possible by Joe Biden's bipartisan infrastructure. Yes, bill. I did hear that. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So that to me, so our lives are affected more in a positive way by Democrats. That's just demonstrably right. true. And I think that they're doing a okay at messaging. They're just terrible at amplifying the message. 
So glad we got rid of those elephants. Now for the first topic. First topic, third indictment. Pam says we're not allowed to celebrate. I cannot find joy in the fact that this is where we are. I just can't. I just can't. Period. I'm glad it I'm glad that our justice system is doing its job. And not only can I not find joy in it, but there are millions of people in our country, <laughs> millions of people in our country who put more faith in a human than in our government. And they to for them this is this is the end of the world for them. And I have to feel compassion for those. I choose to feel compassion for those people. So I'm not celebrating for those reasons. I'm very grateful that our system is doing their its job. By the way, listener, we're talking about a Trump indictment. Which Trump indictment? Yeah. Number three. <laughs> and I won't love it if out of any of these, and there's still more to come because Georgia hasn't even yeah. happened. Next but you we were hopeful, but it's next week. <laughs> but also when people are talking about the fact that this looks political. So part of what we do here is try to prepare people on how to lead a conversation ahead, not just push back. So there's no way to win this, right? If it didn't happen... And the man was elected to the presidency, God forbid. But if the man was elected to the presidency and has already proven the ability to wipe his feet on the Constitution, there's no you can't bring charges then. Right. And bringing charges, avoiding bringing charges could also look political, could also look like you want to look like the whatever. So there was no way to win here other than just follow our judicial system and do the right thing. And I'm quite sure, because I've talked to people in this field kind of field, I'm sure that calculation was, I actually, if I pity anybody, it's the actual special prosecutor. Jack Smith. Yeah, because like, he's got to be thinking about all of that. Yeah. And it has to get to the point that I have to do this regardless of how much damage it may or may not do. Let's take a minute to talk about a basic political play that the Republicans have been relying on for the past 25 years that is dirty, despicable, wrong, just all around bad. The issue here is that the Republicans have started to politicize issues that shouldn't be politicized. For example, Republicans will say trans is a debate. Black rights is a debate. Abortion rights is a debate. No, none of those things should be up for debate. They should be basic human rights. So put simply, a Republican will point a gun at your forehead and say, have a debate with me so that I don't pull the trigger and blow your brains out. And so these aren't things that you should be debating. These aren't things that should be political. And they are instead politicizing global warming, medical care, all sorts of things that shouldn't be politicized. But they have so primed their audience to say, this is a political debate. This is part of the conversation. Have a conversation about me, whether or not these people have the right to live, that they've managed to turn law and order itself into a debate. So the party of law and order says we should have a debate about whether or not Trump's guilty. And we say he's not. Whereas it should be up to the courts of law. Actually, the whole point is the court of law. Yeah. 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 And it's quite possible. We'll see the charges here in Florida. It's quite possible that it will seem very obvious to the rest of us and he'll walk because of how our system. But you know what? I still prefer our judicial system over anything else I've seen in the world. Yeah. Yeah. For Trump, accountability feels like persecution to those who have never been held accountable. And that's what the whole thing is. Yeah. Yeah. They're blatant, flippant. I'm above the law. I'm above the law. No. I mean, cheated on his first wife or the second wife. His first wife was at a second wife's wedding. It's like crazy. They've never been accountable for anything. No. All right. So. So... Pam looked down at our sheet and wanted to know what this name was. Let's get to know the judge presiding over. That's who it is. What's her name? The third indictment. Tanya Tanya Chutkin. Chutkin. Okay. Yeah. She was an Obama appointee. 
she has had many cases of January 6th rioters. Okay, okay. I got a statistic for you. Of the January 6th insurrectionists, the treasonists. She's been like, I read about this. Two thirds have had jail time. One third has have escaped jail time. Every single January 6th insurrectionist who has crossed her courtroom, even when the prosecution has not recommended a jail time, she has given jail time. So she has a hundred percent rate. Okay, so I'm going to be me. Does that sound like a fair judge? I think that it is fair to end up in jail if you storm the Capitol and to I agree. disrupt proceedings. But does that sound like a fair judge for this particular case? I'm just wondering how we're going to... On the universal balance, I think that she is a fair judge given Justice Eileen Cannon down in Florida. So let me ask you this. How was Tanya Chutkin chosen to be the judge in this case? Randomly. Okay. So there... We have evidence of that. Oh, Eileen was randomly too. Yeah. Eileen, yeah, Eileen was chosen randomly. So the way that judges are assigned is that there's a computer program that just runs a lottery. And so the more open spots you have in your schedule, the more tickets you have as cases are assigned. Okay, so you may continue being gleeful now that I've got that conversation topic. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, she Trump scored the judge in Florida who would tuck him in at night, give him a glass of warm milk and then kiss him on the forehead before backing quietly out of the room. He is actually has a chance of facing justice in the D.C. Circuit Court. Because she don't take nothing. No, she is an experienced criminal judge. She has, unlike, again, unlike Eileen Cannon, who I believe that this is her second criminal trial, Judge Chutkin has overseen many criminal trials. And wasn't that her background? Yes. Yes. So she is very experienced. And the only downside is that... In Florida, it's known as a rocket docket. They tend to write, run things very lean. They tend to have very quick court dates. In D.C., unless they shuffle stuff around, this could take a while to really kick off. It's okay, because even if it doesn't lead to conclusion before the election, if it gets enough evidence out there before the election. that I, I think that this is just really weird how Hillary's campaign was sunk by not an indictment, but a, a letter, charge, a letter from the FBI. Saying, this was a bad idea. Yeah, saying we think it wasn't illegal, yeah. but it was a bad idea. Yeah, we don't think that this was awesome, and she didn't end up in the White House because of it. And Donald Trump is tied with Biden. I think we'll see after the primary, because yeah. nobody in the primary is going to take this, because the GOP is afraid of him, except Christie. So after the primary, I think we might see mm. more of that language People. if he is their nominee. I just want to see the messaging of. 74 indictments. Seriously. Uh, you know, I, you, and so the way that Republicans and the news media surrounding them talks, it's imagine you're in a car crash and then, well, in the minutes leading up to a car crash, the entire messaging is, oh, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. We can avoid it. We can change course. And then when it's too late to change, jerk the wheel and they don't jerk the wheel. It's, oh, it's OK. We have airbags. It's not going to be that bad when we crash. And then they immediately jump to that happened. What are we doing now? They never experienced the this is bad. We should do something about it narrative. I'm just saying, I think we'll see more pushback because you're just saying nobody's talking about it. I think the Democrats will talk about it 
after the primary. There's no point in talking about it until then. I've heard that before. I really think that the Republicans and the mainstream media that tries to be neutral is going to skip that this is bad, we should do something about it phase. Because let's face it, right now is the time to put a moderately sane Republican in the forefront of the Republican primaries. Do they have one? Let's, the moderately sane one would be in that group, Chris Christie. Tim Scott. No. Tim Scott. Tim, I mean, he's not sane. I think Tim Scott actually, I, I disagree. I think he's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote, vote, for, vote him. for him because I don't like the way he votes. I don't like his policies. I don't like his economic policies, but he's not a lunatic. He doesn't strike me as someone who is going to be at the head of the downfall of democracy. Yeah. Um, RFK or DeSantis or Trump is. Right. And I don't think all Republicans are crazy. I think there are several of them running for president who are and they're running culture wars and they're mean and they're just bad people. But I don't think he's one. Yeah, so I, that would be an interesting. Um, I just assume he not be the nominee. Yeah, but and you'll never vote for him. I'm not. Nope. I would never vote for anybody uh, for any of them. Let's right. be clear. But what you're saying is there are some, and I agree, there are some that aren't crazy. Right. And so if the mainstream media was interested in covering the whole narrative, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. Oops, it happened. What are we going to do yeah. now? And then, oh boy, the Democrats are the only people who have any agency to fix things, and the Republicans get to be little goblins lighting fires everywhere yeah it'll be fun yeah yeah this is a little bit frustrating a little bit infuriating but uh, hopefully trump will have to Very watch patient person uh, so yeah. i remember watching the watergate trial i was 10 or 11 and it was the summer and I was staying with my aunt and uncle in New Orleans. And I don't know why, because we didn't have cable. So mm-hmm. that's what was on. And I don't remember learning anything, but I remember I watched it every day. And I remember being really moved by the gravity of everything. And this is going to be that. So I'm very patient. And the result of that at that moment, I'm sure was just as frustrating as what we're living through. Right. There was, which led to a pardon, which was ridiculous. And the people at that time who were... Nixon fans were really just as hurting as Trump fans are now. We survived it. And I think we can survive this. It's going to be just a really rough road for a little bit. So this is a rhetorical question. So we don't need the answer. The Republicans have spent 30, 40, 50 years learning from Watergate and the fallout has our side. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. All right. Speaking of sad states of affairs, Mm. we got education here in Florida. Yay. So it's school. You know, this is like my issue, right? This is my, in fact, I recently sent a letter to all of the chairs in the state inviting them. Jennifer's going to go speak about public education to any um, DEC in the state because education, my grandmother was a public school teacher. My daughter's a public school teacher. I product of public schools. My daughters are both public schools from pre-K through, well, through not a master's degree, she got that in a private school. But and what what's happening today, which was birthed with Moms for Liberty, and we keep getting off topic with Moms for Liberty, right? So I call them white moms for selective liberty. But KK Karen's. Yeah. But moms, we've forgotten the main argument is you get to make a decision for your kids. You do not get to make a decision for mine. Mm-hmm. And what's happening right now with public education, the African American studies standards came down for K through 12 schools on teaching African American history. And it's appalling. Now, I'll tell you, from a political standpoint, I hate that this is happening as a human, but it's 
gotten some NPAs pretty angry. A lot of Black voters have become more moderate NPAs because they feel like their party's left them behind. And they are, I'm, I'm showing up in those spaces because they know this is the most important thing for me. By the way, the Republicans aren't showing up in those spaces. I don't know. Slavery was not a work-study program. No. Call me crazy. Enslaved people actually were metalsmithing in Africa. From the 1100s. They were. Before there were any white people in the United States. They were targeted for slavery because they yeah. had those skills. And somebody said in an argument with me, they said, but could some have learned a skill? Okay, maybe. Could they have passed it on to their children? And because I said, honestly, they didn't get to benefit from that because they were literally property of a human being and they only got to benefit that, that human, their owner. And they said, but someday, and I said, no, they didn't get to benefit from that either because they didn't get to pass it on to their kids because their kids were stolen from them and sold. It's funny that people think I have white guilt, which is why I defend black history being taught correctly. I'm not the one with white guilt. These people that are demanding that they get forgiven in our history class, like I, I'm okay with you just saying people enslaved black people. Yeah. <laughs> and they bought them. They sold them. They were property. Even when they were finally freed, they were worth three fifths of a human being. I don't need to find anything oh. good that was done in there. No, there is no silver lining to that cloud. And somebody said to me, but they always bring up George Washington Carver. Yeah. So one person benefited from being taught to read illegally, by the way, it was illegally taught to read. That was against right. the law. So there were kids in Parkland who survived the Parkland shooting as well. So when we're teaching about the horrors of gun violence in schools to middle schoolers, should we now also say, and some kids learn to fake their death in order to survive. They yeah. got benefit out of that mass shooting because they learned how to fake a death. Should we say that during the Holocaust, Jews learned to manufacture German arms? Or that they learned how, because many actually did learn skills in order to survive. I will quickly learn how to play the piano if you will let me stay alive. I will quickly learn how to sort jewelry if you will let me stay alive. Should we learn, they learn how to survive on less food. Mm. Should we teach that as a benefit? To no, there's no benefit to inhumane things, what? period. Why yep. is it that whenever someone says that there are both sides of an argument, they're generally standing on the worst side yeah, of the right? argument? So when you're studying Florida history, there were two atrocities equivalent to Tulsa in, in Florida, Rosemont and another. And they have to be taught that during those events, events where entire communities were erased, they have to be taught that acts of violence were committed to and by African-Americans. Black people, actually, is what it is. Defending yourself was an act of violence. It's right there with Toronto Trump saying there are good people on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's just it's disgusting. But I will say this. It's bringing people out. People that the Republicans have assumed would just stay quiet. The people that the Republicans have tried really hard to get them to not participate in government are showing up. So let yeah. me get this straight. When you do things that are cartoonishly evil, people who have been trained by a lifetime of watching Saturday morning cartoons react to cartoonishly evil things. <laughs> yeah. And th there is an African-American task force that's decades old in Florida. In fact, I have a friend who was a former state senator, Tony Hill, who was on that when it was first started in the 90s under a Democratic governor. And it's Task Force on Education on teaching African-American history. And there are, I think, 12 people on that task force. And they're required to be notified of anything that's happening in this realm. And three of them were, the three that were supportive of these changes to our African-American history standards. The other nine were not hmm. ever brought up to speed on this. They didn't know this was happening. They're directly opposing it. It's just really... It's gross. And my kid, who's not the slightest bit political, told her son, if you hear any X, Y, and Z, you stand up and yell at your teacher. I don't care if he gets suspended. 
I feel like democracy, there's a proverb in every major religion in the world, and it says a three-strand rope is not easily cut. Yes. And I like to think that democracy is held together by a three-strand rope of free and fair elections, free and unfettered press, and free public schools. Yes. And public trust in all three of those institutions has been decidedly and purposefully and carefully eroded by the opposition party with the goal of destroying democracy. I can't think of any other reason to do it. I can't think of any no. reason to just try to destroy the and the trust in those three institutions. So that's one. We're about, I think we're probably going to start Florida. Brevard Public Schools are probably going to have about 300 vacancies. When they announced these changes to the African-American studies Vice President Harris came to Florida immediately the very next day. And our friend, Jennifer Jenkins, friend to the pod, got to introduce her, mm-hmm. which was she was actually called me. I was at the beach with my grandkids and she said, Pamela, I said, Jennifer, she said, I just took a call from the vice president's office <laughs> and I'm really happy for you that your daughter's in town, but I'm really sad because you need to come with me. I said, there's no way I can get there in time. You need to leave right now. Take Sam, her husband, who's a history teacher. So she did. And they got a call from the vice president's office halfway there saying, we want you to introduce the vice president and we want your husband to be a part of the roundtable conversation because he teaches middle school history. Right. Yes. And the good thing is that these standards are not required teaching. And Sam's just says, I'm not going to teach it. But the bad thing is that they even exist. And there are plenty of teachers who will gladly teach this. Right. Yes. Part of it, the anti-gay bill is now requiring if you want your student to be known by anything other than what is on their birth certificate. If you screwed up and named your kid anything, you have to have a permission slip with your registered with your school to have your child called anything other than what is on their birth certificate. It's crazy. So I have to do that for two of my kids. Yeah. Oops. It's crazy. And I don't know that how Brevard's implementing it, but that is policy. And then the final one with regards to this is we've already banned AP African American Studies, which weren't here yet anyway. It was a pilot test program. course last year. But we've had AP Psychology, I think, since I was in high school. And what? I'm like older than dirt. Well, you count on AP Psychology when you're in high school? So you don't have to take that social studies credit, social sciences credit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, though. College Board is a corporation like Disney. And they are nationwide. They are very experienced. They're very old. And they're also very interested in making money. The more people that take AP Psychology, which is a very popular course offered in the AP program, the more money they make. And so there's a lot of money at stake in Florida. And again, DeSantis has not learned the first lesson of being a Republican. Thou shalt not anger thy corporate right. lords. Well, they've even thought about that, though. So it wasn't that that Florida banned AP psychology. It's that AP, AP the college board said, if you're not going to teach this course in its entirety, you cannot teach it in your state. Mm-hmm. Nope. And it's covered. It discussed gender ideology, which I also think it's really ironic that these people, the same people who think that gender ideology is a mental illness, won't let us teach it as a part of psychology. I don't get it. But so they weren't going to be able to teach it anywhere. And the that whoever that guy is that's running our Department of Education came out and said, no, you can as long as it's age appropriate, which again puts the onus on the teachers mm-hmm. because the teacher can literally have their teaching certificate their entire career at risk if a parent decides it's not age appropriate to learn what's in that. That is known as a chilling effect. Yeah, exactly. Brevard hasn't yet decided. The last thing they had decided was it will not be offered in Brevard County. They're trying to find alternatives. But what DeSantis, what disaster and Moms for Liberty and all these Christo fascists did is they've accepted another college credit called ACE that feeds their narrative more that you can accept that 
You can accept those classes. Okay, that for anybody. That is what the crazy fundamentalist homeschoolers, a.k.a. the Duggars, use. That is actually now accepted in Florida universities as as an acceptance exam. Along with So uh, the real danger isn't just that it's mean and it's terrible, but our kids are going to have non-competitive diplomas. Like it's hard enough. My daughter attended a public university in Florida where we didn't have a bad reputation, but it was still a public university in Florida. And she knew she wanted to go to graduate school. She worked so hard. She was the Truman Scholar for the state because as a policy master's degree, she knew she needed to be super competitive. And she did. That's not even going to be an option anymore. No out-of-state schools are going to take our kids and no out-of-state graduate school programs are going to take our kids. Our university degree is going to be worth less. Our high school diplomas are going to be worth less. It's going to take a decade. It was hard enough because Florida has a circus performance program, circus performance major. You can major in acrobatics and all that. They call that political science everywhere else. Yeah. No, we... So we (laughs) had a reputation as being a clown college and now every school in Florida is going to be a clown college. And when you look at results from education because people are talking about how our reading standards have fallen reading standards started falling they were climbing consistently actually really high once obama took office and a year into trump's presidency they started immediately crashing hmm. and it's going to take decades to correct that is that, that was under the betsy, DeVos, betsy devos who is her philosophies are what's driving what's happening in florida hmm. so our education I'm not giving up. I don't know who's going to teach these kids because teachers are leaving in droves. And the teachers I talk to are saying it's, and I talk to a conservative, like I have family members who are lifelong Republicans who are getting out of the field because of how it's yeah. being politicized. Yeah. It, I, if you, if you don't care about the climate, don't vote for the climate. If you don't care about taxes, don't vote for the taxes. If you don't care about abortion, don't vote for abortion. But if you care about teachers, vote for teachers. <laughs> and well, if you care about our future, vote for teachers. Yeah. That's the other thing. We have to be very clear, teachers. You don't have to give up your profession to keep your character because you don't have to teach these standards yet. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens next. I wouldn't be surprised if they start talking about the Moors as they left a cigarette under the... I don't know. We'll just see. Right. There is oh, also yeah, they, a chance coming up in October, there's going to be a play about the Moors. The, the only hope that we have is that Ron is burning all of his political capital as part of the presidential run. And so he's getting the state house and the state Senate to agree with all of these shenanigans because he might be president and no one wants to burn bridges with the president. But let's be clear. He only can do this because of them. And so, so every vote matters. It's not just your vote for the presidency. Yeah. It's your vote for your state house, for your state legislature. Yeah. And so my slightly naive optimistic hope is that he's going to stop being enabled and people are the Republicans are going to continue to vote in their own political self-interest as opposed to saying yes to whatever Ron DeSantis's government lackeys show but up. But here's with. my thing. If he's not the nominee, he's still their governor. And he still signs their budgets and he still signs their appropriations requests. He did not sign legislation last cycle. And when the state legislature showed up for work on the last day of session, there were pieces of papers on everybody desk saying, do you support Ron DeSantis for president? If they said no, I'm not saying it was a direct result of this, but those that said no or that didn't say anything that said they were choosing Trump got almost all of their bills vetoed. And those that said yes, got almost all of their bills passed. I think that, though, he's going to be a political lame duck because we hope. In the next Senate race is going to be DeSantis versus Rubio. And I don't think that DeSantis can unseat Rubio in the primary. I agree with that. 
Maybe. He thinks he can. And he, I just hope we beat him so gloriously that he just goes away. They haven't proven to do that yet, but I'm hopeful that's what happens. That's education in Florida. Like I said, the good thing is that the voters most affected are showing up. I was at a press conference hosted by Black Baptist Churches last week. and They were amazing. <laughs> and he was, they led off with prayer and he said, I love my country and I love my governor. I love my uh, governor. I'm inviting you to come meet with me so we can discuss these standards and get them fixed because they're not acceptable. Right. It was actually a beautiful thing to witness. It was super smart. There were 30 people in that room saying right. these are not acceptable to be taught. Like enslaved people, it was an atrocity. End of statement. We don't need any elaboration. So if you believe that this is not acceptable, what can we do locally? What okay. So locally, got a couple of things going on. You can, I, as far as I know, Brevard Public Schools has not yet voted on either the African Prager University or the how to handle the don't say gay bill. So PragerU, we didn't talk about that. PragerU is not accepted curriculum in the state of Florida. PragerU is not, they call themselves Prager University. They're not affiliated with anything academic. They're a far right Christian fascist group that creates videos to support their indoctrination of kids, which I also think is really funny. That people tell you that they're, that the lefty campaign, if people tell you that the left are indoctrinating your kids, Ask them when they wanted free health care. If the left were indoctrinating kids, they'd all come out demanding free health care, not a rainbow-themed wish watch. But the PragerU actually has stated... At Moms yes, for Liberty's conference. we are indoctrinating kids. Yes. And their curriculum is now approved in the state of Florida. You can show up at school boards and make your... At our local school board meetings, you can make your opinion heard. It, they're political and they're elected. And if they get enough voices in that room, they... Might be able to drown they out might, the smell yeah. of... <laughs> um, also, we do have... So I met with... In Brevard, they redistricted our school board. So Jennifer is no longer living in her district. She wasn't planning to run for school board anyway, but they didn't believe that. And uh, immediately, Republican entered that race. And I met with him. He's running for state for school board district three. And uh, I really enjoyed my time with him. I think we talked for about two hours. He was very frank. He doesn't... He opposes the idea of expanding vouchers which I was the first thing he said to me. I'm like, I've got a party registration form. I can change your party right now. He didn't, and this is gonna be hard to believe, but I, when we talk about these things, we're super engaged on them. Your neighbors probably don't have any clue this is happening in your school. He didn't either. So I've given him a challenge to go research DeSantis' education policies and Moms for Liberties with their actions. We're meeting again in a week and a half. So he'll have had time to do that research because I've got Democrats that want to support him and I can't, I can't anyway. So we need somebody to run for school board district three and we need somebody to pressure my friend to get to run for school board district four. I don't want to say his name because he's not committed yet. So those are two immediate things that you can do and then show up at every school board meeting and voice your dissent. Kelly Curvin is the Brevard Democrats public school board liaison. She can help you prepare some messaging statement. She's great with hers. So what can we do? We can do that. We can show up at our school boards. You can run for office. We are gearing up for 2024. We need candidates for every state house seat. Even the ones that we know looking at numbers are just put your name on the ballot. So people have, so that Republicans have to spend money. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes on all of that. And then come support your local Dems. Right now we are getting petitions for to support the abortion rights ballot measure for next year. So we're doing that. We've got petitions for clean water. We've got petitions for our candidates. And you can find all of those activities at brevarddems.org. And then come to our next monthly meeting, which will be 
August 25th, the fourth Wednesday of the month. Currently, we have at least one guest speaker, which is one of our candidates for State House 33. His name is Vernon Anderson. Come meet him and let's go from there. That's what you can do. Yep. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. If not, email us at pushheadpod at gmail.com. Or if you hated it, send us hate mail. Just send us mail. Just send us mail. Make Jamie happy. I want to walk in next time and have Jamie said, I got more emails than I've ever gotten before. So send us an email. Uh Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 